The big question that every writer has is, how can I sell more books? Or if they're not published yet, it's how can I write books that sell? But when writers approach selling books from a numbers perspective, they're missing out on the amazing relationships they could be building with readers through their stories. It's impossible to write books that resonate with readers when you're writing for money, because money can't read. But shouldn't writers be able to make a living with their stories? Well, when you connect with human souls, readers turn into fans and friends, and that's when consistent income begins. That and so much more. But how do writers connect with readers? That is the question this podcast aims to answer. My name is Kristen Spencer, and this is the Expensive Words Podcast. All right, I'm kind of sad, but excited that this is the last episode of Story Boot Camp, uh, at least the series. Um, I want to talk to you a little bit about my editing process, what I did uh, as far as posting online, how I'm going to um, promote my work, and how you can use the short story that hopefully you finished to now get edited for free up to 5,000 words, remember, on uh, if you go to literarysymmetry.com forward slash FB group. It's all like one thing. There are no spaces or dashes in there. And you can sign up for uh, the Perfect Read Writing Group, and that's where you're going to get me to edit your short story for free. And um, so basically... This is what I did, all right? I went back and I edited. As we were going, every time I would get ready to start a new third, right, because I broke it up into three chunks, I would go back before I started the second one and not only reread it, but I would edit it. And I know a lot of people say don't do that. But for me, uh, I wanted to be able to have it really polished by the time I got to the third one because I knew there's kind of a time crunch with this. I need to finish it before the end of 2020 because I promised I would. And also this is supposed to be something that you can do fast. And the best way for you to remember what you've written so that you can write the breast is to actually read it. And with a short story, you can do that because it's short. With a novel, you can't do that. Every time you sit down, you can't just be like, I'm going to go back and reread 30,000 words. No, you would never finish. But with something that's so short, I think mine ended up being 3,800 words, uh, I was able to just sit down, read through it in like 10 minutes, make a little tweak here, a little tweak there, add some um, things that I felt I needed to add for clarification, and then move on to the next part. So I did not have the last third of Alone in Nashville at Christmas edited. And I don't know if you've been paying attention. I was going to release Alone in Nashville at Christmas on Christmas Day, but I woke up Christmas morning and a bomb had exploded in Nashville. And I felt like, I can't, what? I can't do this. Like, this is going to seem really insensitive. So I kind of held back. And when I finally released my story today, I added a disclaimer that I, I, all of my care and support goes to people who have lost loved ones or who were injured or for businesses and for people who had businesses or homes that were damaged or destroyed. Like it's a mess. Uh, if you are in Nashville and you were one of those people, I would encourage you to go on to Marcus Lamoni's, um, Instagram. He is organizing, 
uh, business relief for people who were affected by that bombing. And, and so, you know, things happen. I had been planning on originally writing about Paris, remember? And then I went to Nashville for my quarantine moon, 15-year-late quarantine moon, and I fell in love with all the different quirks and how great of a city it is, and I wanted to write about it. And then the bombing happened, and I was like, I cannot possibly release this short story today. It's just in bad taste. So I, I waited, and I thought about it, and I planned what I wanted to say at the beginning, given the circumstances. And so, so you know, just things happen. And so I want to encourage you. I was talking in a writing group today, and someone else is like, I have a story set in Nashville, like right now, what should I do? Should I abandon it? Should I go back and add that in? And uh, like my advice was, do what you feel you should do. You understand what would fit best for your story. As for me, I set my story in 2018 because I didn't want to deal with COVID in the story because it would ruin everything that I wanted to accomplish as far as that character going through the things that she goes through. So I was like, well, maybe you could set it before. And she's like, should I skip ahead? And I'm like, uh, if you skip ahead in contemporary right now, we don't know whether or not it'll be accurate later because we just have no way of knowing. So if you feel like... 2020 has punched your storytelling in the face. I will say you're not alone, and my advice is to set things in 2018. That's where all my stories are going to be set for a while until we figure out what's going to happen. So uh, I went back. I read it aloud to you, right? And then I made notes on it, and then I read it to myself again, and I edited just a few things when I'm editing in the final round, for myself at least, um, and remember, we don't want to self-edit, but Maria is working on a crazy project. She has a huge deadline of December 31st, and I'm not allowed to talk about what she's working on. But um, so I can't just be like, hey, just proofread 3,800 words for me. She can't. She physically cannot. She's also working, doing her tutoring job. So um, I had to self-edit. So that means I read it aloud, right? And what I'm looking for in a final pass uh, for something that's small or basically anything is I'm looking to eliminate redundancy, right? So if I see more than one word, like, that's the same within basically three sentences of each other or even in the same paragraph. I, I change one of those. And uh, if I have some sort of vagueness, I will make sure I clarify for the reader. Like if there are two she's in the sentence, I go back and change it to their names. Like remember, if you go back to episode four uh, where I was – no, episode five where I was reading you the first third of um, Alone in Nashville at Christmas – it was confusing as to who the narrator was talking about, whether it was Christy, who's the supporting character who doesn't actually show up in the book, but she's texting, and Joelle, the main character, because they were both in the same sentences at the same times. So I had to go back and, like, figure out where I should put what name so that the reader wouldn't get lost. Another thing that I'm looking for is any clunkiness, like any words that don't need to be there, I just delete them. And I know that's painful. I know you don't want <laughs> I know you don't want to delete words that took you time to write. But if they are not if they're contributing to confusion, which is usually what clunky sentences do, you have to delete them because you're always thinking about the reader experience, which by the way, I'm going to do an episode about reader experience, which I promised on Literary Symmetry's Instagram because that's something that we always have to have at the back of our minds. 
And so I went through it. I deleted anything that I felt was clunky. Um, I tried to make everything make as much sense as it could. I went through for grammar. I went through for all the spelling, all the things that, you know, are just like double checking. Because whenever I publish something, if it has the tiniest error or what someone thinks is an error that's not actually an error, which happens a lot, uh, like ending a sentence with a preposition, yes, you can, splitting an infinitive, you can do it, it's not a rule, um, then I get nasty comments and I get evil emails that are like, you say you're an editor, well, you made one mistake or you made two, come on, like, I'm an editor, that doesn't mean I'm perfect, I'm also a writer, which is using a different part of your brain, it's engaging a different part of your brain, so I always have to be super, super careful, um, because people get really upset when everything isn't perfect, like they want it to be super perfect. And, uh, you know, art can't be that way. And even if, if a copy editor tells you, they guarantee they're going to find every single mistake and every little everything and fix it for you, they're not being realistic either. Like we do our best, we make sure not to introduce errors, that's part of our code. Um, but we are not perfect and that's why if you're going to strive for perfection, you should have a proofreader look at your uh, manuscript or your project, whatever it is, in formatted version before you go to print or publish online, whatever it is. And so I just had to be <laughs> really careful. All that to say I had to be really careful. And um, I went ahead and I made accounts I made a Medium account, which I know, listen, I know some of you are going to be like, Medium is not for fiction. And I know that that's like not the main way that people use it, but I thought, why not try? And I also submitted it on Wattpad, which is for fiction. And I will say, if you're going to use Wattpad to put your story up after you get it edited for free by me, where I'm going to do my best to find all the mistakes, but I don't make guarantees. Um, you should make sure you make some kind of cover. Use Canva. It's free. It, they, Wattpad has its own cover maker you can use. Uh, make sure that you put in a description. Remember that when you're writing a description for a book or synopsis for a book, you're essentially writing a piece of marketing. So you need to include what benefit the reader will get from reading your story. And in that case, because you're like, well, what benefit do they get? They're entertained, so you have to tell them what the entertaining bits are so they know what they're getting into and what you're promising them from the beginning because that helps with reader expectation and reader experience. So it, it, <laughs> there are all these little things and I, I went on, make sure that if you're publishing on your blog, you use SEO as much as you can. Like Yoast was yelling at me when I was submitting it onto the Literary Symmetry blog and my own personal blog at confidentnobody.com because it's like, you're not using a million subheadings. And I'm like, I don't want to do that because I feel like it's going to mess with reader expectation and reader experience. So I didn't do that on purpose. And if you're saying like, okay, Kristen, but you have a million different products that you can plug with your stories. I don't have any of that stuff. Well, honestly, I'm not really plugging any products. You know what I'm doing? 
I'm linking back to this series, which now, if you go to expensive words forward slash story dash boot camp, you'll see all of the episodes from this series. And that's what I'm doing. And on that page, yes, okay, I do have a link to the free audiobook Story Filters, which you can also get at literarysymmetry.com forward slash story filters, no dashes, no spaces, uh, where you can listen to a free audiobook that will tell you how to stop doing the one thing readers hate most. So, you know, I do have, but it's not like a direct system. I'm actually getting ready to implement the storyteller mindset and a new book that I'm working on that's going to be amazing. Um, so that's going to be like basically how I'm pushing everything this year. And we're going to come out with some new Write This Way, right? I mean, Write the Perfect Read books. Write This Way is a different thing. And uh, so, yes, I got sidetracked. But so what you can do is use it, go put it, the link to your story until you have something else, put it everywhere, okay? Put it on your Instagram, put it on your Twitter, link to it anywhere you can like for your permanent, you know, the one link you get to choose. Like if you click on Literary Symmetry or my personal Instagram, it takes you to Story Filters. Well, you don't have a free audiobook yet, right? Um, so you can link it to your story. And that way people get a feel for what your writing is and they're more likely to follow you. And then when you put something out, something new, they see it and they're like, yes, I do. I like this writer. Um, like I have, I have internet friends that I haven't met, whom I haven't met. And uh, I have seen their writing. I've seen their style. I've seen the kind of um, things they put out. And when they come out with a new book, I just automatically buy it and put it on my Kindle. Like, and I'm not talking big names. Like, do I automatically go buy Charlie Holmberg's new book every time? Yes, Claudia Gray. Yes, okay. But I'm not talking. I'm talking about other indie authors that I admire who I really um, – I appreciate what they're trying to do via storytelling. I'll go buy those books. And, you know, everyone's like, well, Kristen, you're a marketer. You're you're an editor. You know what I am first? I am a reader first. That's how I got into all of this. And I'm a fangirl. I mean, I am a serious fangirl. So I would use your story once you get it set up. You can put it on your blog. You should put it on your blog. Put it on Medium and then start writing some nonfiction articles, which is what I'm going to start doing this year. They're going to be so fun. I'm like so excited for 2021, even though... Man, 2020 was hard. I did learn a lot of things. I'm still really struggling financially because of the student rental situation that I brought up a few times. Um, but I'm hopeful. I, I have, like, several plans because maybe another plan won't work. Like, I had this big plan to launch right this way. I thought lots of people would want it because it can literally teach you how to write in six easy lessons, what took me and what takes most other writers to learn 10 years worth of learning. And so I thought, people are going to love this. This is going to fix their writing overnight. And it it just like completely flopped. Okay, all my plans, which were really like well thought out, they didn't work. And so you have to be willing to try new things. And that's why you're working on the short story, right? You're trying something new. You want something that people can see. You want something that you can send out on your author newsletter if you have one already. And I chose not to because the timing was so bad and the circumstances were beyond my control. Oh, sorry. 
I hit the microphone. Uh, and I didn't want to seem like a jerk. So I didn't do that, but I would recommend doing that. And I'm really excited to see what you come up with. I can't wait to read the fictional stories that you write that come out of your autobiographical short stories, which I know all the emotion, everything is going to transfer in. Uh, and I also just want to say a quick shout out to my friend Wendy in Serbia if she gets all the way through this series with all the stuff she's doing. You are amazing. I love you so much. And um, the world needs your story. The world needs everyone's story, right? It is never too late to write the story of your heart. Thank you for sticking with me through these 10 episodes. And I hope that by the time you work through everything, you have a short story you're proud of and that you can share with the world. So if you want, and I'm going to tell you one more time because this is so important. If you want your story to be edited for free, join the Write This, Write the Perfect to Read writing group, the Perfect to Read writing group, and uh Make a post where you're like, Kristen, I have my story boot camp story ready. Uh, I want you to edit it. And I'll respond. I'll be like, here's the details. This is where you send it. Um, this is the format you need to send it in. So you can go to that group by going to literarysymmetry.com forward slash FB group and joining us there. And you can also see our weekly challenges uh, that are going to start up in 2021. Yay! And I'm really thankful for you. I hope that you have some projects that you're looking forward to this year because I know it's been really rough. But remember, resiliency is our superpower, okay? Failing teaches us way more than succeeding. And we're going to have backup plans and we're going to figure this out together. And I'm right there with you, trying new things, failing, and learning. So uh, I want to wish you happy writing and I can't wait to see what you come up with. This has been Kristen on the Expensive Words podcast, pouring out my heart for you, my wonderful listener. If there's any question you want to ask me, if there's anything you want to tell me, you can go to expensivewords.com or you can find me on Instagram at kristen.n.spencer. And I would love to hear your wonderful writing thoughts from your amazing writing brain. Happy writing. <laughs>